and welcome to episode six of the Retro Anime Podcast. I'm your host Ian here with your co- my co-host Lewis. Say hello, Lewis. Hello, I'm your co-host. I like speaking to the audience as if I'm theirs. Don't worry, I'm here for you all. How you doing, Lewis? I'm quite well, thank you very much. How's life in Dublin? Uh, sunny, warm, uh, festering, uh, mm, fetid. It's, 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 it's very warm today. Um, and actually, I've uh, just been enjoying the weekend, actually. It's been very eventful. Cool. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it's been weird weather here today. Getting ready to go on holiday. So, right, let's get into it. What are we going to talk about? So, today we're going to talk, uh, we're going to review a couple of anime, uh, based on some fighting games. So, Lewis and I, we're both big fans of fighting games. Um, I enjoy them a lot. I openly admit I'm not terribly good at them, but <laughs> I do like them nonetheless. Um, my favourite game, uh, really, Street Fighter 2, uh, was, you know, there in the sort of early 90s when it when it came out and all the, the hype came out about it um, sort of played it in the arcade then when it came out initially on Super Nintendo I was very jealous of my Super Nintendo friends who could all play it and all had their six button pads and then a year later or so it came out on Mega Drive eight months later so I had it on Mega Drive whatever it was the Turbo Edition where it, you could have it in super speed which was which was massively entertaining. It was just unplayable at times. Um, <laughs> and then, then I had Street Fighter Alpha on on um, on the LP on uh, PlayStation, uh, various PlayStation consoles. I think I had one and three or something. So yeah, big 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 fan of that. Yeah. Um, Lewis, what's your background in uh, fighting games? Um, I had a lot of emulators uh, for stuff like Double Dragon. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So Double Dragon and, and what else was did I, was I really into? Um, Final Fight as well. Yeah, I was just gonna say the, I had that on Mega side CD. Side scrolling beat em ups. Yeah. Side scrolling beat em ups like that. Metal Slug and Metal Slug Three. They're yeah. not really beat em ups. They're side scrolling shoot em ups, but they still had the same sort of feel. Um, but yeah, I did play a lot of uh, Street Fighter and Tekken. Um, yeah, I had um, I had the original Tekken when when I bought my PlayStation. Um, I had Tekken with it. Um, and then I had Toshinden as well, so yeah, I was really into the into those games. Played a lot of Virtua Fighter in the arcade. The university um, student union had Virtua Fighter machine. I remember playing that quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. but every, I mean Street Fighter two, and I was always Ryu. I've, I don't think I've ever really played anyone other than Ryu when I've played Street Fighter. So, um, um, so what we're going to review today? Um, so we're going to review Street Fighter two, the movie, because it's that's got to be done, and then. I was looking at something slightly different. So there's been quite a bit of fighting game anime released, um, sort of really through the mid mid 90s into the early 2000s. Um, there was Street Fighter, uh, Fatal Fury got an ad- adaptation, um, and actually so did quite a few of the SNK games that came out on the Neo Geo, uh, Art of Fighting, King of the Fighters, um, Voltage Fighter, Go Kaiser. Um, and then Virtua Fighter as well, and there were various films and TV series. I think there was e- there was even a Street Fighter Two series called Street Fighter V, Street Fighter Two V, I should say. So I was having an eye at what we're going to do. Um, I'm picking something from the SNK um, Neo Geos because um, when I was like, you know, in my mid-teens and the, you know, like in the early 90s, 
um, reading computer and video games. Anyone who remembered that magazine? Very, very sort of key magazine in, on the uh, video game scene in at that in the late late eighties, early to mid nineties. Um, and the Neo Geo was the was the holy grail of um, games consoles. Twenty four bit, basically was a master system and a Mega Drive put together. Um, con- um, cartridge based. Cartridges were like 102, 110 megabytes when a big Mega Drive game was like 8 megabytes. Games were over 100 quid. I mean, it was just, you never really saw one. Um, all the games were direct ports of, of um, the consoles, of the arcade games. So literally the console was an arcade machine. So very, very popular, um, very, very sought after. So I had to pick something from... From, from the Neo Geo. Um, I was originally going to do Fatal Fury, um, but Dawn from the uh, Anime Nostalgia podcast covered that last month, so I thought, well, I'll direct people to go and this and that. I think we'll do a Fatal Fury special. We'll do the movie and the two OVAs that preceded it um, as a as over a single podcast at some point in the future. Um, so I had to pick something from Obscurity now. A lot of fighting isn't very good. To Shinden... Uh, isn't very very good so I thought Go, uh, Go Kaiser um, would be a good obscure one to go for and I knew it's one that you hadn't seen Lewis mm. so uh, so on that um, we'll get right into it so the first film we're going to review today is Street Fighter 2 the movie um, this is a 1994 film directed by uh, Gisaburu Sugi um, produced by well, production uh, committee was led by Sedic. Uh, animation production was done by Group Tech. Um, Sugi <coughs> had directed quite a bit actually through the seventy, through the late seventies into the up until the mid nineties, and then he kind of he kind of dropped off. Um, not a great deal that a Western audience would have heard of, other than Night on the Galactic Railroad, which was which is very popular in the West. Um, it's Actually, even though it's called Street Fighter 2, it's actually based on the Super Street Fighter 2 video game because um, it has a, the additional characters um, that weren't in the original Street Fighter. So, what's it uh, about? The, ori- the ones that weren't in the original Street Fighter, is that Dalsim and Akuma? Um, so, uh, Akuma. No, Dalsim was in the original one. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. So, Kami, Akuma, yeah. um, Djak, whatever his name is. Yeah, DJ. Yeah. DJ. Yeah, they were they were Super Street Fighter Two characters rather than mm. Street Fighter Two characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's it about? So um, the Shadow Law organization, led by M Bison, um, is uh, hell bent on world domination through his various terrorist activities, um, and he's trying to. Uh, drive that by uh, sort of snaring and recruiting the world's greatest street fighters and then turning them all into uh, his uh, sort of super foot soldiers. So his main target is Ryu, um, you know, master, the sort of the sort of key character in the game. Um, and then as he fights them, as he uh, as M. Bison tracks down Ryu and tries to snare him into his organisation, he comes across all the other sort of um, key uh, fighters from the game as well. So, Lewis, what do you think of Street Fighter 2, the movie? 
I love it. I really like it. Um, I, I think it's just, it just has a really good flow to it. It's, it's patient and it has all the characters in there. They don't feel forced in. Um, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, it covers all the bases. It's just got a nice storyline. The fight scenes are cool. Uh, it's very clean. The animation's beautiful. And, and the story doesn't feel like it's, it's forced together. Uh, and they've really just constructed something fabulous from just the, the, the Street Fighter universe. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it is a really it is a very very good film. Um, it's not perfect. Um, it, I think it, it has its flaws. We'll get into that in a minute. But I think overall, I think it's a very very good film, and I, and I completely agree. I think um, what it does is you know it actually builds a credible Street Fighter Two universe where these fighters exist, um, and like you say, it never. It never quite feels forced. It gets all the characters in. They they sort of feel quite naturally placed in the film. Um, it gets yeah, it gets everything in. Um, so I think, I mean, I think it succeeds. It gets off to a really good start. So, um, well, actually, before I get into that, I think the film really succeeds because it focuses predominantly on Ryu. So yeah. he's, he's the main character of the game. I think you know, I think if you ask most Street Fighter two players 50% of them will say their main character is Ryu yeah Ryu yeah. yeah so it focuses on him which I think is good and then what it does I think there are I mean there's literally what uh, you know Bison Guile Chun-Li and mm-hmm. uh, Ken yeah Ken um, Masters Phil you know Mason. they're they're the ones you know they're the sort of key cast and then everyone else kind of just fits in around it into the story mm. so Rather than trying to write a story about all the characters, it writes a story about five of them and focuses on yeah. that. And I think that I think that was the genius stroke in the in the screenplay of this film. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's also great because um, all the characters perform their special moves um, at some point of the film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all, all of the skill sets are true to what you can do in the game, which I think is very important to the to adding to that epic factor of their their fighting scenes. Yeah, they they. You know, they've got those special moves that they reserve for like last ditch attempts or, you know, combo yeah. uh, situations and it's all there. And it's, and you know, watching this, you're like, I can do all this, which is really cool. Um, cause what I like about it is that this, uh, and you're, again, you're absolutely right. All the special moves are there, which I really like. Um, but they don't feel fantastical. They feel kind of, the fighting feels quite natural. And then, mm. like you say, as a last ditch, you know, or as a last yeah. attempt, they, they use the special moves. Yeah, um, and they, I, they throw it in, and it's it's not like a shonen anime, really, where yeah. they're just like, we must get stronger! Um, and they have, you know, <laughs> hurdle after hurdle of just like, suddenly there's power level! Um, <laughs> it's none of that sort of two-episode build-up like Dragon Ball Z would do, but that's good, it works for Dragon Ball Z, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, but, I mean, Dragon Ball um, Z is exactly that sort of yeah. um, shonen thing, but... yeah. But it doesn't do it, and I and I think again all all the better for it. I think it really mm. works as a film um, yeah. for doing that, you know. Um, and that opening sequence um, where Ryu's fighting um, Sagat, um, yeah, and it all you know in the dark with the lightning, and then how it builds up when he goes to do the Hadouken at Sagat, how it how it just builds the tension up with it, you know. It's all yeah. dark, the empty road. Then the you know the lightning sort of comes into him, yeah. and then 
it fires at him, and then you go into the title. Oh, I think that is just that that's is great. absolutely brilliant. I mean, once that those first mm. five minutes, just that's it. You are you are snared into this film. You are hooked in and engaged in this film from that. I mean, that that is how you open an action film. Yeah. I don't think I saw the movie for the first time until 2002 or three, because um, it was released when I was born, the year I was born. Um, and, and I remember watching it like a, a long time ago and, and really not appreciating sort of, because I, I was still very new to, I wasn't new to gaming, but I was new to like, um, you know, gaining a skill yeah, level because yeah. I was very involved with um, treasure hunt, things like, um, of my era, which would be Ape Escape and, and Spyro and Spyro and, and Sonic Adventure DX yeah. and things like that. Sonic, Sonic, those, those games that had like a little adventure and depth. Um, and I struggled with fighting games, especially because their skill cap was for yeah. that older yeah. audience. Um, <clears throat> having said that, I did enjoy playing Street Fighter when I could, uh, even if I absolutely got destroyed. <laughs> but the, the, the whole rewatching it, now, I think I've only seen it a total of like three or four times, including the, the, when I watched it last week. Um, and it just, it's so clean and it holds together as a storyline. Mm. It's not, it, it doesn't feel like, you know, 90s anime. It just feels like a, this is a fighting anime. Yeah. From, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I appreciate that. And I really, really enjoy the way they just work in every character in, in, into a, into a scene where you'd expect them to be because it's Ryu's travels. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and yeah, you know, he just happens across these main characters, and it's not, it's it, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's fan service. It's like, hey, don't forget about Blanca. Um, yeah. Akuma, Akuma is only, uh, you, if you blink and you miss Akuma, yeah, he's you, you literally blink just and sat miss there. Akuma, yeah. Yeah, he sat literally sat there in one of the scenes in India. I actually had to like go back and rewatch. Yeah. I was like, bloody hell. He just stood up <laughs> against the wall. Yeah, I mean, he is yeah. a blink and you miss it. And it's like Cammy as well. I mean, Cammy's in it for like all of thirty seconds. Yeah, near the start, you know, but mm. she plays, she still plays that role, and she, again, it, it fits into the into the story, mm. and I think that's again the, the plot of the film because Street Fighter Two, as a game, doesn't really have a plot. You just load of fighters and you have to go and beat the end boss, you know, mm. and it's yeah. and it's your journey to beat the, the bosses and beat Bison, and there's and and that's kind of it. There's no real cut scenes or or anything in the game. You know, you just you just work your way through the fighters. And what this film does is it actually builds a plot that actually makes sense, actually mm-hmm. has plausibility, and pretty much moves at around about the right pace. You know, it has a bit yeah, of a talky bit, then it has a bit of action, and you know, it 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 kind of it really kind of works. Um, and I think it's real credit of a really clever screenplay that's actually built. All it's got all the fighters, it's got all their special moves. It doesn't feel ridiculous. It feels like a sense. Of, well, I, you know, can't believe I'm saying this, but it actually feels like a sensible action film. It does you know? feel like a sensible action film. It's like the world. The world you're watching is is you get a sense that it's very much influenced by street fighting. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing that's part, a regular thing that's yeah. part of this, this, this world that uh, they're in. Yeah, that's uh, it's a really... It's meant to be in, England, uh, it's meant to be, sorry, it's meant to be Earth yeah. and and the way we live, but it's, it's just a version of Earth where street fighting is a sport yeah. or a respected profession. Exactly. And I hadn't really, I haven't tweaked that, but now that you say it, I, I really agree. It's, 
street fighting is just a part of the world that they live in. Like, there's all mm. these street fighters. They're superstars and they're sort of super be almost like superhuman type mm. things. But it's just like a normal accepted. Um, when um, Fei Long, um, you know, fights, you know, and that's what I like about it. You've got Fei Long. It's in the right environment when uh, E Honda fights Dalsim in India. It just kind of yeah. feels natural. When the Blanca and the Russian... Uh, Zangief. Zangief, that's it, thank you. You know, in Bullrogs... Um, in the underground rocks, ring, sort in of, the yeah. Thing, you know, that, that feels... Like, that's the right setting. You know, it doesn't yeah. feel like they've shooed Hond in. That is, that is the type of setting where you would see that type of fight. You know, mm. you know, with all the, the um, tuxedos and bow ties, all hyperloid. You know, everyone's... You know, it's 50 grand Trying to get in. Idea. 50 grand to get in, that sort of thing you know mm. i think the way it plays that out all of those bits are i think absolutely spot on um yeah. few things having said that i think occasionally i think it gets a little bit talky it does it's a very long movie for for what it tries to accomplish yeah which is the ultimatum of uh m bison or in the movie vega um, facing off against uh, Ryu. Yeah, and it's just—I mean, you just touched on that. One, my biggest, biggest fault with the this film is in the Japanese dub. They've got all the boss names wrong. Bison's Vega. Yeah. You know that really, really bugged me. In the English yeah. dub, they're correct, but in the Japanese dub, they got the names wrong. But, mm. but you know, I kind of let it. It's good enough. I'll let it lie, but. The first time I watched it, watched the Japanese dub, which is when I had it on DVD, I was like, hang on, I'm sure he's just called him Vega. His name's Bison. And then, yeah, the, the names are all... Bullrog, Vega and Bison's names are all, all mixed yeah. up. So, yeah. yeah, Bison actually becomes like one of the other guys, doesn't he? The other fighters, yeah. which is, which is think, strange. It's, yeah. it's a little bit... <clears throat> yeah, it's a little so, bit annoying. Yeah. But, hey-ho, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll let it pass. But like I say... I think it occasionally gets a bit talky, um, cause it's 95 minutes runtime on the screen. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. you, it, there's kind of, cause there is really maybe about 70 minutes of real story in there or 75 yeah. minutes. And they've kind of had to put, cause there's a few things like when Bison first walks, when he first goes to his base and him, Vega, Balrog and Sagat are, are walking through. Yeah. <laughs> goes on for about two minutes. I know. I was, I remember watching that. I was like, cool. Oh, there it is again. Yeah. Oh, cool. We're still going. We're still and we're walking, and we're walking. People move out of his way, and we're walking. Okay, and exactly. we sat down that, and let's go. Because there's the whole there's a whole thing of his craft coming into the base, which goes yeah. on for about a minute or so. Mm. Then there's two minutes of him walking through the base, and then there's about five minutes of him talking to his chief scientist. Yeah. You know, so it's like. That whole sequence really is like a two minute, two and a half minute sequence, but it's like seven minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's things like that. And there's the, there's another bit where one of those monitor cyborgs is, um, following Ken outside the warehouse. He's on a boat and the monitor cyborg spends about two minutes looking at the warehouse, you know, and it's like, that's like a 30 second scene. And there's a few, there's a few little bits like that in it where it, it really kinds of, it feels like it's just padding out. Some of the talk between Chun Li and Guile, so uh, yeah, you know it does a little, a lot of building. Yeah, Chun Li and Guile's motives are just we have loved ones to avenge. Yeah, 
and like that could be accomplished like that that the understanding of like oh i'm doing it for these reasons yes well i'm also doing it for these reasons oh because they have that little like that little tiff where yeah. she just plays them around a little bit and that is enough of character building for me to go okay look they've identified that they have the same motives they can they can uh be working towards a similar goal now and they can connect as characters through that but they still have further tiffs which is a bit strange yeah um <clears throat> it ultimately adds up just takes up time it could, the whole movie could be cut by about 20 minutes yeah and then but then because the other thing as well is at the ending like you know when they're on the mountaintop goyle turns yeah. up and then 20 seconds later bison turns up and that whole thing having spent so much time dithering about on other yeah. bits of it, then that bit comes in into the final sequence like that. Yeah, like, and you're like, like, how's he found him? <laughs> like within, within like 20 seconds, it's it's yeah. all happened, and they're into the into the final fighting sequence. So the, the pacing, I think generally it's okay paced. It never really feels slow, but mm. there are a few, I think a few missteps along the way. Yeah, um, where they trip over themselves. Where they trip over themselves, and then they come, and then... They've built all this bit, you know, all credit, they've done it to build the story and build the characters, because, as we said, each each of these fighters actually has a personality, even even the brief, um, when they're on screen for really brief, like Zangief, you know, the way he points up at Balrog and Balrog splits his, you know, it, that 10 seconds of that actually says quite a bit about Zangief's character. Yeah. Um, and I think it builds all that up really, really well, um, and generally it's, you know, I think it's very good, but like I say it's just the odd misstep, um, just here and there. So, mm. um, but you know, the thing fighting games all about fighting, and what this film does do really, really well is have really well choreographed fights. Yeah, beautifully animated. You know, really, really nicely animated. Loads and loads of cells. Um, really glorious, high quality movie quality. You know, animation, hand painted animation, mm. um, and they don't cut any corners in those fight scenes at all. No, they all they all feel epic, and they're all they're all stuff you want to sit through. And they're, 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 there's enough of them. Uh, my only gripe with only one fight scene is the very last one with um, between uh, well, Ken between and Ryu and Bison, uh, Ken and Ryu, and like it it builds up where you know Bison's toying with them for a while, and then suddenly you know. Bam, it's over. And you're like, oh. Yeah, again, and I think that's where some of the... Because, like, you have the whole bit with Ken, you know, coming out of his brainwashing. Yeah. And I think when he joins the fight, and um, when he joins the fight, and they're both, like, pounding Bison from different... You know, and yeah. you get the... They don't even wear him down, though, a lot. That's the, that's one of the things. Yeah. Like, they, really, they really don't... They land a few hits on him, and you're like, cool, oh, this is going to, like, get really intense soon. And then it's over. And you're like, what? Yeah, again, and I think that's probably spent a bit too much time with Ken and his brainwashing and him recovering from the brainwashing. Because all those cutscenes back to their history, again, I think, spoil the flow at times. They do. It's like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. I think there's about about two or three too many flashbacks to them training. Yeah. And again... After a couple... You're like, okay, I get it. So Ken is Luigi, and <laughs> Ryu is effectively Mario. Um, and we, we, and I, I get that, Ken. I get that you feel perturbed by this, 
but for the love of God, please <laughs> get over it. Yeah. But, you know, in that fight sequence, though, when Ryu does his dragon punch, you know, yeah. his full Shuriken with the big flash and everything, and yeah. then, then they both build up and do the Hadouken together, and it yeah. sort of spirals out, out the screen towards it. I mean, I think that there's oh, bits of that fight which are absolutely epic. I think the best fight sequence is Chun-Li versus Vega. Yes, that I is think, a really good fight I think scene. that is a really, really, really good fight scene. I and mean, it, it's quite long, but it never feels overlong. It's, you know, gets, again, gets all the, all the special moves in. And what I really, really liked is, is it, it, cause Vega, I think, you'd always think would be a, a you know, a really vain person. Um, the mm. way he's blonde hair and, and all the everything with his big snake tattoo wrapping around him, you know. Um, and, they absolutely capture his vanity perfectly in that in that fight suit at the end of that fight suit because I think it like, really I think it's really 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 well done. Mm. Um, the other thing I want to touch on, um, you know, the Chun Li shower scene um, was edited. Most of that, the actual nudity, was all edited out of the original versions when it came out on home release twenty years ago. Um, for me, it kind of feels unnecessary. You know, she's the the main female character, um, yeah. and they had they just kind of had to squeeze a bit of nudity in there. Um, oh yeah, it's definitely it's, it's definitely fan service. Oh yeah, I mean it's it out and out unashamed fan service, but Indeed. the film I don't think really needed it. Um, no, but I don't know whether it was it, you know it's one of those things they had to get in to, to sell it to the uh, Japanese otaku. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe they were, you know, because I mean, you look at conventions, um, anime conventions, you know, there's always there's always someone cosplaying as Chun Li, you know, she's mm. really really popular, and you know the um, those cosplays are always overly sexualized as well. So I think she tends to be overly sexualized as a character. So I wasn't surprised that you know she was naked in this to appease mm. it, but. Oh, the film just didn't need it. It just didn't need to do that, really. Um, no, no, no. It, it really could have easily just cut in with her coming out of the shower, you know, dressed, and then having this altercation with. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, what do you think about Ken's eyebrows? I mean, what on earth I was didn't going really, on there? I didn't really notice them. You know, I think it's his great big eyebrows sticking out from his hair. I mean, they were. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't know. I'd have to. Let me let me go back and and, and take a little look. I did. I did check because um. Uh, what's the name? Relina Peacecraft in. I think it's Relina. One of the female characters in Mobile Suit Gundam Wing or New Mobile Report Gundam Wing. I, sh- I should call it. Has ridiculous. Uh, I wanted to see if there were common character designers between the two, but there aren't. But uh, yeah, he's is. Oh, you're right. Yeah, no, look that's at mad. Look how they that's stick mad. out. Yeah. Oh. Those are some brows. I remember spotting that like the first time I saw it. I was like, "What's going on with his eyebrows?" Yeah. Only in anime would you get character designs with features like that. Has to be said. So yeah, talking of um of, of odd character designs, um, on the Anime UK News uh, forums, Professor Irony sent me um a picture um a, a development sketch for Ryu um where he's in like civvies. And he's in like a t-shirt and a sort of baseball jacket with big R's mm. on it. Um, obviously wasn't used in the final film, but yeah, really, really odd choice. And you, you can kind of understand, 
why it wasn't um, used because it just didn't fit in with Ryu as a character at all. No, one of them looks like a jock and the other one he looks like a member of Team Rocket. Yeah, so, um, yeah, very, very, very odd. I mean, you know, Ryu is Ryu in the white fighting suit with the red headband and, and that's it, you know. So I think they made the right thing by... I think that could have really spoiled him as a character um, by, uh, by, by putting that in. Indeed, yeah. It makes sense for Ken, who's like... Um, you know, worked his way into this. Yeah, uh, Ken's modern, an American. Uh, yeah, you know, this modern one wearing all that sort of stuff. So. Drives drives a Porsche, got a blonde girlfriend, so yeah, fits with him. But Ryu's, you know, he's a hardcore Japanese uh, martial artist, so yeah, was was not fitting for him to wear that. So I'm glad they I'm glad they didn't go down that route. Yeah, kept him true to his uh, to his. Uh, yeah, true to the character character design in, yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah very absolutely. good. Actually, you know, my favourite fight scene um, in the entire thing is between Zangief and Blanca. I thought that was really cool. Because oh, uh, Blanca, was... Blanca was the only character I really played. Oh, really? Simply because I, I could cheese it really easily. We were just like set, doing the ground. Uh, yeah, I think you just had to press the fight button really fast, didn't you? Yeah, all you had to do is hold down and just like keep tapping the special. Yeah. You just and, the, and, as soon as, and as soon as they get within about a centimetre of you on the screen, that's it. They'd get. Oh they'd yeah, get you trapped. could really you could really screw them over with framing. Like, oh, it's hilarious. It was yeah. such an easy win. It would frustrate people so so much. <laughs> I remember doing. I remember doing that to people. I remember people trying to. I was sitting there trying to trying to do dragon punch. It was actually quite a complex. Because I think you had to go forwards, down and down and three sort of diagonal, and then hit punch oh, on the it's, diagonal. It's, it's, it's down to up. Uh, no, that's um for the fireball. Down oh, of course, up yeah. Is Hadouken. Dragon punch was forwards, down, and then to the diagonal. And on the diagonal, you had to hit punch. It was oh, very yeah, hard. To, it was very, very hard to time. Very, <clears> very <throat> satisfying when you got it right, but very, very. So you're trying to do that, and then yeah. then someone's on blank. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like this. Good. Like you're trying to do that, and like, the people of the podcast are like, do what? Do what? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then then you've got someone who's all um, um Honda again, where you just had to hit the the punch button. He'd do his hundred yeah. hundred uh, yeah, hand yeah. slap, wouldn't he? Yeah. So you, like, How do I break through these frames, man? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We actually um. Every Friday I go down to uh, there's there's a bar in in Dublin called Token, and it's a barcade. So, oh right, cool. Um, it's 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 pretty much like the best place to go for a few drinks and playing some retro arcade games. Um, and they've got like Street Fighter Two there, Mortal Kombat Two. Um, what else have they got down there? They've got Marvel versus Capcom. You know, um, there's, those sorts of uh, Tekken tag tournaments are also there. They have a little, uh, like a little boxing ring where oh, right. all these fighting games are held because they've got all sorts of other games like Simpsons, like Spider Man, oh, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, downstairs there's pachinko machines. Um, the yeah, but the, the, the Street Fighter ones, I, I uh, and the Mortal Kombat, I default to every time um, <laughs> when, when we go down there. It's, it's it's so so much fun. Yeah, I mean, I played a lot of Mortal Kombat. Two on the Mega Drive as well. I mean, I was, I really, I really <clears> quite like Mortal Kombat. Um, I was, I have to say, I was probably better at Mortal Kombat than I was at Street Fighter, but Street Fighter was the pinnacle, really. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think, um, yeah, so I think it's generally a pretty game. The music, I think, is fairly forgettable. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's a bit cheesy at times. It kind of fits. Um, but it, I think it's very cheesy. The bit where Ken joins the fight at the end, yeah. and you get that. I don't, I don't like, I don't like the music in that scene actually. 
yeah, I think the music in that I think is um, quite wrong. Um, yeah, it's misplaced. The, uh, the, the dub, the English dub, I think actually has a better, better um, music track than than the Japanese track does. If I'm perfectly mm. honest, mm. Um, the music <laughs> again, it's a bit cheesy. It's a bit full on rocky electro rock or synthy metal sort of stuff, but um, it kind of it kind of fits it. But uh, um, the ending, like I say, it gets into the final fight very very quickly, and then afterwards it wraps everything up just as quickly um and then the final scene i think's you know open-ended um and uh, it's a bit they could have just closed it out you know um yeah but so i think it's the ending's perfect um what really did make me laugh though did you watch the credits to the very very end uh no right so the very very last card Oh, no, I did, yeah, it's, it's the uh, Street Fighter... Um... Announcement for the live-action film. Yeah. Yeah, which, which if anyone has seen that, is an absolute abomination. The Jean-Claude Van Damme live-action Street Fighter film, because it was just called Street oh. Fighter, I don't think it was called Street Fighter 2. With, I think it had Kylie Minogue in it as, as Cammy. Really? I think. Yeah, I think she plays oh, Cammy or something. No. And it, I mean, it is truly awful. I mean, it is really, really... I think... I think Van Damme plays Guile, Guile or something like that. But he doesn't look like Guile. He's just oh, in a military uniform. That's no. got the big, that's got the big silly <clears throat> flat top and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I, I've, I've, I've seen it like once when it, I think I may have even gone to the cinema and seen it and was bitterly disappointed and that, and, and haven't watched it since in 20 odd years. So, um, it's absolutely, and it just, that card at the end just makes me laugh because it's, um, that film is so terrible. This is how you get a fighting game right. You know, yeah. an adaptation oh, of a fighting game yeah. right. And a simple that... storyline, the right character development, the right character focus, and just roll with the punches. Quite literally, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I think to wrap up that review, uh, I think, ultimately, Street Fighter 2, the movie, has aged very, very, very well. Mm. Um, 100%. I really... I think it has aged. I, I mean, I've, I've owned this on video, on VHS, on DVD, and I own it now on Blu-ray. Um, yeah. And I mean, because I can remember, you know, and the animation has aged very, very, very well as well. I mean, it still 100%. looks quite modern. When I can remember when I, I got the videotape a week after it came out. I remember going into Reading the weekend after it, it got released, coming back, and watched it. I think I watched it like twice on the on the back and I remember a few weeks later I showed you know I was about 18 or 19 at the time and we went around some friends and we were watching so I said oh, watch this watch this you've got to watch this and they didn't want to watch it yeah um, and they watched it and they were they were absolutely blown away by it and they couldn't believe how good the animation was and they they really enjoyed the story and how entertaining yeah. it was because it is great entertainment um, it is, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd quite happily, um, you know, watch it with my friends and as an introductory piece to anime. Yeah, I, I uh, think I, you I could. Think yeah, I, I think it's, it holds up uh, as a, a really nice introductory piece because it's 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 something that's like you know they they probably have played at some point in their lives. It's a, a relatable uh, yeah a story and I agree. yeah, it's just a bit more tangible of the concept. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it would be a good gateway um, film into into anime, you know. <clears throat> Um, whereas, you know, Angel's Egg, as we discussed a few episodes ago, would be the the, the worst <laughs> thing to uh, to get someone to show them for the first time. I think this would be a, 
absolutely right. So, um, yeah, yeah, like I say, I think it stood up very well. I think it's still probably the best fighting game anime adaptation that's out there. Um, yeah, I've seen, I've seen most of them. There's a lot of terrible stuff out there, but this, you know, I could, I've watched, I'm, despite its flaws, I don't ever tire of watching this film. I can, I can happily watch it quite regularly. I watched it twice in a week. Mm getting ready for this you know it's like oh, I ought to watch it again oh that's a shame I've got to watch Street Fighter 2 again you know and I happily just sat through the, the whole thing again yeah. um, so it's really really yeah I think it's really good so scores out of 10 uh, 8 out of 10 yeah 8, I, out, of 10. 8 out of 10 I'd say it's not perfect it has a, has a few flaws with the pacing the music isn't great but really it's it's fantastic entertainment so yeah uh, yeah so definitely a recommendation. If you haven't seen it, you really, really need to see Street Fighter 2, the movie. Um, it definitely mm. isn't a waste of an hour and a half of your time. Okay, so... Takes us on to Voltage Fighter Gokaiser. Um, so Gokaiser is um, a three-part OVA, supposedly. Um, the version we watch is actually edited into a film released in 1996 um, directed by Masami Obari um, who we'll talk about a bit more in a minute uh, produced by JC Staff uh, who actually did uh, a bit of production work on the video game so uh, the video game came out on the Neo Geo a year before this did um, so Obari uh, actually um did some of the um, he actually did the uh, character designs and actually some of the voice work on this um, so he actually had a direct uh, you know actually a direct input into the video game so it probably made sense for him to uh, to make an anime of it uh, this was um, Obara actually directed three uh, video game anime he did, uh, he did the character designs and some storyboards on the Fatal Fury OVAs then directed the Fatal Fury um, movie in 94, then he did Battle Arena to Shinden adaptation and then Go Kaiser. Uh, both of those were in 96. So, what's it about? So, Go Kaiser. Master Ogi gives stones of power to gifted fighters in an attempt to prevent him taking over the world and destroying humanity. It comes down to East 2 Kaiser in his powered up form as Go Kaiser to defeat him. So, Lewis. Go, Kaiser. Take it away. Now, I feel like I've got a bit of a, a tainted view of this um, because I did not watch the right version. I didn't watch the original um, uh, English sub uh, titled that you provided. I accidentally um, sat through, quite begrudgingly, um, the English dub. And <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Christ. It was the most painful experience I've had to bear uh, audio <laughs> to. Um, the, 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 uh, the, the animation itself is, is cool. There's the, the character designs are unique, um, and I know you want to talk about that, uh, but I really despised it. <laughs> I really disliked it. As a, the story as well, I just didn't... Just, it was just a bit stupid. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the dub, yeah, I mean this 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 is a DVD that was released by Central Park Media. Um, 
and you know the dub a lot of their dubs on that stuff that came out you know on VHS I think this came out on VHS originally on CPM back in the late 90s and then in the early 2000s got a DVD release um, yeah and it's just got that awful over the top not even that the, the, well, the, 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 the dub I, we, we won't go talk about the dub because we're not the, here to evaluate the dub um <laughs> I'm, I can't talk about character voices or anything like that because I have bad witness to um, what I can only describe as audible torture. <laughs> um, the voice acting was the worst thing I've ever heard. Uh, I've, I've, I've listened to some pretty bad stuff, and the voice acting on a dub is notorious. You know, English dubs over animes in, in, in that time period are notoriously bad, but that. I, the characters were so poorly it, done. It is a, it is a, I have, I have watched um, the dub on this. Um, you have, oh yeah, and it is bad. It is bad. It's atrocious. I, 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 when I got the DVD originally, I watched it a couple of times in its in the Jack track, and I can remember on some forum, I remember saying something about it, and someone said about the dub, and I thought oh, I'm gonna have to watch. And it went on and on about how bad the dub was. So I watched the dub, and yes, it's very bad. And I've never watched it since. Um, yeah, it, and, it, and it's it's so hard to match Japanese level voice acting because they're very very good at emotion, at gritty characters, at over the top characters. But they deliver them all like poetically, and the inflections they use, and um, you can really get a sense of you know even even though you're reading it in subtitles if you don't understand the language, you do get the sense of emotion in every scene, and it's all very, very cleverly done. And I'm a very big fan of, of Japanese voice acting for that reason. Uh, so having to sit through that, uh, I feel like I won't be able to give a, a full um, informed uh, conclusion over this, but I did hate the story in general. Um, I have to say, I don't think you're missing too much with the Japanese dub. I think it's a bit... It's a very cheesy <laughs> dub. Yeah. Anyway, the Japanese language track um, I don't think it's a great I think the voices are all it's it's a bit forced to go with the, the characters It's as yeah. the dub is as ridiculous as the characters are yeah I hated all of them I hated all the characters <laughs> so in contrast to Street Fighter 2 yeah getting the way this film starts you know it has that first bit where Street Fighter 2 had an amazing first five minutes Mm-hmm. This, you know, has that very initial thing where uh, Eastope and what's his name, Cash as Hellstinger, you know, they're doing. There's a bit of nonsensical talk about the Kaiserstein, yeah. and then and then it takes twenty minutes yeah. before the first fight, yeah, and and you're kind of you're already kind of beginning to switch off. Oh my god, they're in school, and I was like, what? Yeah, why what is it? What are they learning? What are they doing <clears throat> at school? They're all like. They're all fighters. They're all fighters. They're all like <clears throat> 20 years old. Yeah. You know, um, and they're all at school. None of them have got any parents. They all live like on their own, which, like, what's yeah. that all about? And the thing is, why are these things always set in high schools? Yeah. With, and um, they're mad maxing it on the way yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. It's like, exactly. It's like Mad Max meets fing wacky racers. Yeah. Oh my God. It was on, just on the way to on that. Um, so that's really, really bizarre. Um, and then there's the whole get up with the register and whatever, you know. And like it's like 20 minutes before something really happens in it. And you never see the teacher again. Yeah. 
That's just yeah, tweaked, that's isn't he? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. You don't see him again. Yeah. Um, he set, they set him up to be a to be like a like maybe a potential antagonist or a challenging character yeah. to, towards Go Kaiser uh, towards Kaiser. Um, so was it Seto or Isato? Isato, yeah, Isato. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say Seto Kaiser like Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> uh, Isato Kaiser, and you're like, ah, oh, maybe they'll like sort of you know the learn that love hate will learn to love and then you don't never see him again it's yeah, just it's, irrelevant it's, and they're never back in school really yeah it's very <clears> odd you know yeah. and the thing is it's almost like 20 minutes of fan service as well up until the first oh, fight oh god it's you know. appalling you know. oh god it's appalling isn't it <laughs> the thing is though so Voltage Fire Gokaiser the anime is actually quite based uh Tightly based on the, the 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 video game does actually have some semblance of a story that runs through, and you know with the twins that join together and Ogi yeah. as the master and defeating Ogi and all the rest of it. So, but that's about as yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that's about as and what they've you know so they've actually built the anime on that. I mean they padded it out far too much to turn it into. And then, um, but all that fan service and you know the jiggly boobs and all the rest of it it's there in the video game mm. um, you know so when you when you look at it it's like well you know they've actually been quite faithful to the video game like you know in the way Street Fighter 2 was quite faithful with the characters and all the special moves and and everything yeah. Go Kaiser in a similar respect has been quite faithful as well to the video game um it's just that it's. Um, but it doesn't deliver a coherent story. Well, it, it doesn't it just, deliver. It just no. throws it on your plate and go and, and and you know because you're following it. You're not waiting. You're not going on a on a nice little ride through a, a, a decent story. You're like, I'm waiting for him to fight Ogre like he does in the video game. Yeah. Um, and then it like throws another plot twist at the end, as well. I mean, um, I, the first few times I watched this, I really didn't have a clue what was going on. Oh, it took God, me. No. It took me several watches to really understand what was really going on in it. I am honestly surprised you made it to a second one. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to understand it as I wa- I've watched it once through and I get it, but I don't want to understand it. You know, it just hurt me. <laughs> the only exist character at the end um, yeah. isn't in the video game. I know. And um, I'm sure that she was added just just to pad 20 minutes into the end of the end of the. Film. But isn't it just horribly preachy? Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I'd be fine. You, I'd be fine with them having a big boss battle to bring them all together. You know, Go Kaiser. Uh, weirdly enough, doesn't really. Yeah, because from from the fight, you're like, okay, Go Kaiser hasn't really become the hero from this. And then you know this this whole last thing comes about. It's like why. Doesn't Gokaiser just defeat Ogre? Yeah. Now that, uh, <clears throat> yeah, know. see, that's the thing. So go, it's called Bolted Fighter Gokaiser. Gokaiser yeah. is the main character through the video game. He's kind of the main character, but really the main character who kind of wins the day is Kyusuke, yeah. um, which, just... which is a bit odd as well. You yeah. know, it should be called Voltage Fighter Kyusuke and, mm. and his sidekick uh, Kibera, really. Um, yeah, so who obviously turns into a big boobed lady. Big boob lady with not a lot of clothes. Um, yeah. You know, if if they put as much effort into animating all the breasts 
in the 90 minutes of this anime as they did into the story, this film would be fantastic. Uh, because, you mean the other way around. <laughs> because... <laughs> Boobs. Uh, what can I say? I mean, because, you know, they are all fantastically animated. You know, there are so many cells um, that go yeah, into the jiggle yeah, on those boobs. But the way that this, you know, carrying on, just, just, there's just carrying on like jello. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, there's, I, there's like, yeah. you know, 24 frames per second, um, you know, frame, you know, cell per, per second jiggle mm-hmm. there. I mean, it's, it's, it's phenomenal the effort that goes into animating. And, but, yeah. Carry on. Go on. No, I was just going to say, like, it just, it, weirdly enough, instead of, like, just carrying this, uh, this internal, I mean, it's got a half shonen, yeah. sort of, a uh, character development style to, to Gokaiser, which would work if they focused on it. But then half the time, he has these awful, awful, um, expositional dialogue segments yeah, where he's just that's... like, drugs are bad, Mkai, and, uh, power is like a drug, Mkai, yeah, it's stone's bad for me. See, that's, then, that's my biggest problem with Go Kaiser as an anime. You see, it's full of fan service. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. full of fan service. There's, there's loads and loads of panty shots, upskirts, crotch shots, boob shots, boob jiggle, pokies that'll take your eye out at 100 yards. You know, um, it's full of it. And then, then it has these, then it kind of takes itself way 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 too seriously with all yeah. these deep long monologues and mm. preachy thing i mean it's just it it doesn't know what it wants to be at all no, it's it's like they've handed the baton along and like everyone got to they handed a journal across like a line of uh writers and developers and and some of yeah. them were like Tits! and then it goes along to the next person it's like well i've been reading articles about uh human impact on the environment and i'm gonna write this segment here pass on to the next guy boobs and then like it carried on and that's how i felt the uh the entire screenplay was written yeah um, so yeah passing it down a line of social justice warriors and and uh absolute m- idiots so that's quite an interesting thing so masami abari i mm. think he's the most divisive director in anime because yeah. he is he is very very unique um and i think you either love him or you hate him now mm. i'm a big fan of abari's i absolutely love his art style and what he's really really good at is mecha and he's done some fantastic mecha my favorite anime of all time is detonator organ um mm. which is just abari through and through um mm. it's got absolutely it's got a great story and it's got absolutely incredible mecha designs and mech battles and, and stuff in it. Um, and a lot of other stuff that his mech stuff, um, I think is really, really good. He's a bit of a perv. He's done a lot of, he's done a lot of hentai. Um, he's sure directed he a lot of hentai. He's done, he's done, um, so things like Dan Kaiser 3, um, which is a bit of a, again, Amazing, amazing mech animation and mech design, but it's a bit fan servicey. Um, Gravy and Swai, again, great, great mech design, but really fan servicey. Um, uh, Angel Blades and Angel Blade Punish, which is a real, which is like mech hentai. Um, again, looks amazing, but I mean, it's just porn, you know, oh, through God. and through. So he either, he either does really full on, 
like mech, really good mech stuff because he did the uh, opening animation for Dragonar, which is stunning. He did the opening animation for a lot of the Brave series mech shows. I mean, his animation, he's hes an incredible animator. He's done key animation yeah. on a lot of stuff. But then he just he gets into all this fan service hentai porn stuff. Um, you it's know, like his, his constant battle between his inner demons. Yeah, like, I want to make quality, but I also want to make some real f***ed up stuff. <laughs> and when it's exactly that, you know, and and Go Kaiser is full of typical Avari tropes. So I sent you some links. So just before we, we talk about those, so the screenplay, I because mean, when you mentioned the screenplay, uh, I didn't want to talk mm. about that. By it's guy by a guy called uh, Kengo um, Asai who right. worked with Abari at that period in the late 90s when Abari made this. <clears throat> then he did Virus Buster Surge and Platinum Hugan Audion, which a lot of people hate both of those, but I actually really quite like them, especially really like um, Platinum Hugan Audion. Um, Kengo Asai did the screenplays on those, and I, I, mean, I sent you the uh, some some clips of those just so that you could you kind of see what he was doing. But mm. um, Go Kaiser came first, and then... Bios Buster Surge came out and then he did um, and all three of those things actually in some ways have quite, have quite a look similar look and feel to them so mm. um, this this is by far the worst um, I openly admit that so I think it was an interesting period of Obari's career um, at the end of the 90s uh, it was like a transition period from him because everything he'd done all the stuff he'd done on um He'd worked with uh, Toshihiro Hirano a lot on um, things like uh, Fight X One, and then I'll say all the stuff he did with Brave and Dragonar, Detonator Organ, and then and then he went into this real fan service-y. Yeah, it was a really odd odd period, and and I think you know looking through his whole works, um, Go Kaiser was the was that was that transition point really. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a it is a bit of an, an odd one. Um, and he was branching out into video games. And again, looking back through, I can't really see that um, he'd uh, um, he'd really kind of done much video game work before either. So um, yeah, yeah, bit of a bit of a <clears throat> bit of an odd one. Yeah, it was a it was definitely something to watch. Oh, what redeeming factors, I've been very hard on it. The animation was very good. Yeah. Um, and the music was great. I believe it was torn from the straight from the game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, the make, they make the music work nicely. The the animation is very good. The action scenes are you know are cool. They're well animated. There's a lot going on. It's visually appealing. But if oh god, it's like wading through sludge to find uh to find a little the gem. Yeah, I know the um because I mean the. I agree. It is very well animated, and the last fifteen minutes or so, the final bit with on the exist and everything, is really well animated. Um, yeah. I think it looked that 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 final fight and everything on it looks really good, and on the yeah. exist looks great. The whole shadowy bit, you know, it's, you know, it's got all the um, Abari <laughs> tropes of the unusual camera angles and glowing eyes, and you know, the silhouette yeah. baddies and stuff. Yeah, that is it's, a really good thing. Um, that bit I think is is really really good. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say the fight scenes. I think the fact that Abari um, animated the and did all the character designs for the um, video game mean that the anime does really look like the video game. 
Because mm. I think with Fatal Fury, um, he did the character designs, but they don't look like the video game character designs. They look like Abari character designs. Mm, yeah. Whereas this <clears throat> looks just like really is just an anime of the of the video game. Yeah. Um, the music, yeah, it's got video gamey fighting game, but you know it's the right music for that type of thing. So yeah, I think it's really good. Um, yeah. So the other, I mean, because. You know, the other thing as well is that in the video game, there's the psycho twins. Um, but, you know, again, he has to turn it into like an incestuous relationship. Yeah. Um, which is just a bit odd. So. Yeah, it's very strange. But that's, I guess that's his perversion showing through, is it not? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so I think there are a few, there are a few redeeming features in it. Um but yeah, they are the final few... scene, if you want to mute the dialogue and turn off the closed captions um, yeah. uh, and just enjoy the final scene as a fight scene and sort of invent your own narrative and do your own voice acting, I can guarantee you it'll be better than the dub. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, in the, on that respect, if you can get past the several layers, Dante's levels of <laughs> Dante's levels of atrocities, uh, that, um, this anime is... Quality wise, aside from the animation and aside from the music, um, watch it. Otherwise, keep it on, uh, watch the dubbed version, um, if you just want to have a drinking game with friends. Because I assure you, you'd get very drunk if you made some pretty decent rules for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think to sum it up, it's, it's far from perfect. Um, it's got a lot of problems. It takes itself too seriously. It's full of fan service. Um, but it does have some good fight scenes. Um, it is well animated. The final 50 minutes are really good. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's <clears> probably <throat> about it, really. That's, that probably sums up Voltage Fighter Go Kaiser. Um, yeah. Pretty well. So mm-hmm. um, if you want to, if you really just want to watch it, um, the DVD is long out of print since CPM went out of business 10 years ago or whatever. So um, you know, it's not it's not like Street Fighter. Um, where you can get it quite easily. Um, score out of ten, Lewis. Uh, four. Yeah, three, three or four. Yeah, I was going to say four out of ten. I think it's. I'm a big fan of the Baris, but I think this is one of the, along with Tashinden. Tashinden's worse than this. Um, so if you really? think this is bad, <clears> then <throat> definitely, Jeez. definitely, definitely don't watch Tashinden. Definitely don't watch Art of Fighting because Art of Fighting's worse than this as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not a great one. I can't recommend it unless you're really really into watching all the fighting game anime out there or watching all of Masami um, Abari's back catalogue. Then mm. yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it at all. No. Good. So I think that wraps up uh, this episode's reviews. Yeah, first. it does. It does. I'll tell you what I am going to do as well. Um, I am going to write up a series of uh, rules for the uh, Gokaiser drinking game for the dubbed version, um, <laughs> which will go up in partnership uh, with episode six for you <laughs> to enjoy with your friends should you want to put yourself through that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Look forward to it. So uh, what are we going to do uh, on the next episode? What are we going to review on the next episode? So next episode, we are going to review the... Um, we're going to look at Yoshiyuki Tamino's Brutal the Idian movies, um, A Contact and Be Invoked. So, uh, 1980, 
anime series Space 108 Idean by Yoshiki Tanino. Had two compilation films that came out a year or two later, um, and we're gonna we're gonna review those. Um, so stay tuned for that. Right, where to find us uh, on Twitter at Retro Anime. Find the podcast on Podomatic and iTunes by searching for Retro Anime Podcast. We have a website, retroanimepodcast.com, which is still sort of in development. You can email me directly, email um, at ian at retroanimepodcast.com, and you can find me on the Anime UK News Forums under the username Organ. Okay. All right, Lewis, I think that wraps us up for today. It does indeed. That was uh, two two very, very uh, fun animes for different reasons. Yeah, two, two different... Yeah, two very different reviews for very different reasons. Yeah. Both based around the same genre. Yeah, very, very interesting discussion. Lovely stuff. Well, cool. we'll see you next time. We will. We'll see you next time. Bye, Lewis. Farewell. Bye. Bye.